0: Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titanist. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cam Raeene Aline Maharet-Jarrell, aka Trenos. Say it with your whole chest, or I'll show up to Thanksgiving and tell your parents how I really feel about their cooking. This is Trenos and the Lived Experience, the show that usually doesn't participate in things like Thanksgiving. We already know why. Um, today's episode is brought to you by the meeting of music and marijuana, as usual. Today's strain is, uh, whoop, let me look. I forgot. I got a list. You know, guys, you guys know I got a list. <clears throat> Today's strain of choice, which we will be smoking during this episode, is Slurricane. It's an Indigdomicate strain um, made from crossing Dosey Doe and Purple Punch. Slurricane produces a relaxing effect that comes on slowly and it has a sweet flavor profile. Subtle grapes, which is a big, big fave for me. Subtle grapes, very ar- aromatic. Um... It's um around uh, 18 to 20 THC percentage, and the song of choice for today, because I'm a huge fan of the Deftones, and it really spoke to me in my childhood and adulthood, um is Spell of Mathematics. Today's episode is called No One Fucking Asked, all right? um So what I'm going to say in general is we're going to talk a little bit about some of the interactions that trans women specifically have to deal with. This is not localized to them, but we're going to be talking about trans women because I'm a trans woman. Um Okay. So despite like the awareness of trans people that has been coming on full on since uh Caitlyn Jenner chose to grace us and come down from her ivory tower, um, I want to reassure everybody that as much as uh we think that we're progressing, there's still microaggressions that happen to trans women who aren't millionaires every fucking day. So let's talk about some comments that I've heard as a trans woman. Uh because first off, like this first one is a, a fucking lie. <laughs> um, I would have never known you were trans. I don't know how that's a compliment. It kind of denotes. Being a trans person, it kind of makes it seem like it's something negative, um, like it's something to be looked down upon, like cis is the default existence or identity, and it's just a shitty way to go. I hear that on average mm, three to four times a week. With the stubble, the big shoulders, and this voice, I know you're trying to like soothe me into believing that this is some compliment to make me feel beautiful, but it literally just triggers dysphoria i've walked into situations in my life since coming out where i've had to deal with the microaggressions of a good intention another thing that i've heard a lot and i don't know if there's going to be any uh trans women listening to this episode this episode will be coming out on monday i just figured i would do like a special edition i'm also live on instagram as we're recording this one i don't know if you've heard this one before welcome to womanhood you're having a rough day. Your bra's a little tight, or your feet are a little sore from wearing shoes all day. You went to work and you had to deal with being objectified. Uh, you make a comment in a circle of people that you thought were your friends, and they say something to the effect of, "Well, that's what women deal with every day. Welcome to womanhood." That is a microaggression, right off the top. I just want you to know that's a fucking microaggression. I don't, uh, I don't know if you noticed, know trans women don't need your welcome to womanhood. As for me speaking for myself, your um welcome, your invitation, your welcoming to this woman party is fucking late. One, two. It's not like I didn't deal with objectifications and anything or anything before I came out as a trans woman. Uh, the objectification of trans bodies led me to hide myself for thirty years. Asshole. foo for thought. Just kind of like think it through before you say something like that. And not only is it like borrowing misogyny, it also boils down the plight of women to suffering. Perhaps think about it before you like open your mouth and like put somebody through a bunch of shit because you have no understanding on how identity works and or individualistic pain. When I also came out, a lot of people uh, did this thing. Um, Of course, I knew you were trans. There are all the signs there. Then why did our relationship change after I came out? If you knew that I was trans, then why didn't you make it a safe? space for me to come out to you why didn't you make it a safe space for trans people to exist as much as people bitch at me about uh how confrontational i am and and how willing i am to fight to make spaces safe for trans women no one else is helping me well in my immediate area no one else is helping me so things like oh of course i knew i had a sense it all makes sense now if it made sense then why didn't you do something about it uh, as a trans woman, I've had to deal with backhanded compliments. Lots of trans women deal with backhanded compliments. Like, um, I was told a few months back that I was a beautiful facsimile. A fake, a counterfeit. Not only uh did it trigger my dysphoria almost immediately, like, it moved me to rage. And in those moments, you have to, like, take... You have to take these compliments in stride because if you respond to them, then you'll be the aggressive man who is now taking up space around around real women. Um <laughs> uh I wanna delve off like one of my friends is a trans man and we were hanging out and we went out to this bar and this lady walks up to us and she goes, Are you both trans? And we both answer awkwardly, like, yes, thanks for, like, outing us to an entire room of people. I know some people might have been aware of my transness because I'm very vocal about it. Uh, My friend who will remain nameless is not. He was pressured into answering. And then when he did, her response was, oh, wow, I would have never known because you're so handsome. What the fuck does that mean? What? First off, trans men are fucking handsome. Trans women are beautiful. But you're applying cis standards to us, even in your compliments, which is what makes them backhanded. I try not to dwell on those compliments a lot. And then when I do hear real compliments like, oh, you look great today or, oh, I like your glasses. I'm always like, "Okay, here comes the slight. Here comes the slur. Here comes the comparison here comes uh, it's I'm always on my toes when those things happen because I've had to deal with so many backhanded compliments and at the end of the day like who fucking asked you if it's a complete stranger and they just walk up to you and they want to now objectify your body and piece it apart and try to figure out the what level of trans you are what level of trans Pokemon they found out in the wild like the entire time they're encroaching on your humanity it's it's a slap in the face um here's another one uh you're more attractive than me you put your makeup on better than i do well i've had more time i'm older than you do we know how long i've been wearing makeup you do know that i like had to be in front of television cameras at points in my life so i've been in the entertainment industry for about 23 years i mean generally like entertainers wear makeup so because i have a knowledge of makeup that somehow seems forbidden to you based on my trans identity, you're going to, that's the compliment. That's not a fucking compliment guys. It's not, it really isn't. It's not, it's not a fucking compliment at all. Um, It's like, a, you're in, in, insinuating that there's some like atypical way that I'm supposed to be just because I'm trans. Like I'm not supposed to have knowledge of clothing. I'm not supposed to have knowledge of makeups that might work for me or um hairstyles that might work for me. Um, Nobody needs your like, Woman 101. I mean, if they did, uh, you should probably start a course where somebody would come to you and ask for those services because, once again, nobody fucking asked. With that being said, there's been many times in the last eight years where I've had to deal with all kinds of just ignorant shit, and the response when you call it ignorant shit is just as disgusting as the backhanded comment. Here's another one. You look so good. How long have you been transitioning? What's What's that mean? Like, am I baking or like getting ready to hatch? It's almost like us, there's like some scientific experiment going on in front of you. And you're kind of just watching me expand in a Petri dish. And it's just you breaking down my transition to your beauty standard as well. A lot of us are not aiming to look like you or, or blend into you. A lot of us are not seeking passing or the p- passing privilege because we realized a long time ago, a lot of trans people and non-binary people realized a long time ago that you value us based upon how passable we are to you. You value us based upon how beautiful you find us. And my transition is not about appeasing you or passing. It's That's not what it's about at all. So compliments like that, you look so good. How long have you been... On uh, transitioning or on HRT. First off, you're asking me a medical question about my background and my body, and you're a complete stranger. Fuck off. Uh, secondly, like, um, I didn't know there was like some arbitrary time limit to beauty standard and HRT. Not to mention the fact that you're also assuming that a person is on HRT. A word to the wise for everybody out there who will be listening in the future when this drops and who are listening to the sneak peek now. At no point in time does HRT have to be necessary as a trans person. It's not necessary for everyone. You don't have to chemically transition. You don't have to have surgeries to transition to be trans. You are a trans person. If you identify as trans, you're trans. If you identify as non binary, you're non binary chemicals and surgeries y'all objectify us and 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 you sensationalize this because there's an obsession with our bodies and the weirdest shit about it is is that like we're constantly being called perverts but we're not the ones walking around here asking about boobs and genitals we're not the ones who are fixated on the bodies of others i'm really only fixated on mine i'm really just trying to make this shell fit so that i don't so that I feel more comfortable in the world. It has nothing to do with you. Let's move on to the next one, because this is, as a matter of fact, I have these rated. I should have said that in the beginning. Right now we're on the sixth comment that I've heard. You would pass better if you insert bullshit advice from a person who knows nothing of the trans experience here. Insert here. All right, let's look. What What's some things? You would look better if you had surgery. You would look better if you lost weight. You would look more passable if you uh, dyed your hair. You would look more passable if you shaved. You would look more passable if you had laser surgery. Notice all the things that I'm saying are corrective things that you want us to do. While at the same time sitting idle while people are taking away our ability to for trans uh, um, procedures and, and HRT and to, and to identify as ourselves in open spaces. Realize that you're giving us advice on how to do this thing that then you then sit back and watch be stripped from us, be stripped from us. Far be it for me to say that like trans people are not the only people out here correcting their bodies cosmetically. There's this huge boom in breast augmentations in the early 90s. There was no pushback. There was this huge boom in facelifts in Hollywood back in the the 80s. There's no pushback. But if a trans person wants to have a procedure that is life fulfilling and edifies the quality of their life, then there's all this discussion about it. And while they're having those discussions, you want to tell me about which lipstick shade you think will look great on me. Because all of a sudden, if I wear plum, then I'm woman enough to be with you. Oh, your hands are too strong. Oh, your voice is too deep. Oh, I I think you can do a better hairstyle th- than locked hair. Um, maybe maybe wear a little bit of makeup when you're doing your shows and stuff like that. That'll help. Um, maybe be more passable and no one will harm you, is what you're conveying. But that because I don't put in enough work that you don't see me as who I say I am, is what that's saying. But thank but thanks for the comment. You know. Um, I've heard uh, this one uh, from a person that I used to have sexual relations with. <laughs> um, you're definitely attractive, but I only like people with blank genitals. Now, here's the weird part. I'm not going to call this person out because it's very personal, um, but I'm going to tell my perspective. I was having a sexual relationship with a person before transitioning. And they had no problem with what my body was, and they had no understanding of what my mind was going through, and I did not feel safe around them to tell them that I was trans at the time. And then when I finally did, I understood why I held back for so long. One, the ire of me being trans to them meant that I was immediately going to get rid of the one part of me that they liked. So they assumed almost immediately that when I came out as trans, that I was just going to get rid of my penis. Here we are eight years later and I still have a penis. So the conjecture of being like, you're definitely attractive, but I only have sex with people with penises. Just say you're transphobic. And now a lot of people are gonna be like, wait a minute, like that's not transphobic. No, the way it was put was transphobic. There was an assumption of my body there was an objectification there was this an assumption that there's some procedure was going to happen almost immediately when i said that because they didn't know that you don't have to have surgery or gender reassignment surgery to be trans you don't you don't have to have breast augmentation you don't have to have um, mastectomies. You don't have to do any of those things unless you feel comfortable with doing that for yourself. Transitioning chemically and and, and having procedures has absolutely nothing to do with cis society. Nothing. We're not doing it for your gays. I'm not walking around here with breasts because I want you to, to see them and look at me as, as, as who I am. It doesn't align with 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 who I am, who I, I want to look in the mirror and feel comfortable with me. I want to hear my voice on these recordings and be comfortable with me. Like, I don't really, I, I, I want to share this message with all the trans of listeners out there. You don't have to do anything to your body that makes you feel uncomfortable. You're not less trans because of it. No one can take away your identity because of it. And I know you hear a lot of these backhanded bullshit-ass comments. And you, for for lack of a, of a better word, we all suffer from dysphoria at those times when... I shouldn't say all. Some of us suffer from damaging dysphoria because of the, the compliments we've received. It's disgusting, that one, one of the more disgusting ones. Oh, here's another one. Uh, I mean... I'm for trans rights, but I don't know if I could ever date a transgender. First off, reminding you of the title of the episode, who cares who you're willing to date? I, I hope that that comment was not like a- like aimed at me because um, I'm not looking at the moment. The-, the search for someone to love has to start with me. I have to love myself. And I love myself enough to tell you that no one gives a shit about who you would date. And we all know why you wouldn't date a trans person. And you could, because you break people down to genitals. And that's a problem that you have to deal with. I'm not gonna walk you through it because I'm not your fucking teacher and you didn't pay me for this fucking ride. So, with that being said, like, who cares? Like, why did you have to add that on? That, that was a random comment made to me at my old job. I mean, I'm for trans rights. But I would never date a transgender. First off, like, a transgender? Gross. <laughs> like, fucking gross. Um, let's move on to number nine. You're not like other trans people. Okay, are we a monolith? Can you explain to me what that means? And the person who made that comment, it, their explanation was transphobic. How it came off was, like... Oh, you're not really like, you're not super hyper and like, it's not like you're doing too much. You're not like over the top flamboyant. And I was like, not all trans women are that way to begin with. What are, what are you talking about? They were trying to put me on a pedestal to make me feel better by denigrating all my brothers and sisters. Fuck you. That's not a compliment. <laughs> like nobody asked, like, like intently. Nobody asked the first time I wore a dress, I felt amazing to be totally honest with you. I haven't done it in a long time, but I felt amazing. And in a second, it was taken away from me. Oh, look at you in your pretty dress. You're just like, you're almost like a real woman. What? What do you mean almost like a real woman? I mean, what's your basis for real? And if you break women down to their ability to procreate and make children, um, you don't really know what a woman is there i said it have your discourse tear the house apart uh, block my show do whatever you have to do but i said it um if you base womanhood on strife and the ability to procreate you have fallen victim to misogyny toxic masculinity and feminist servitude Like, TERFs exist. They say shit like that. They boil us down to predators and our inability to have babies, but are super not vocal when actual crimes happen to women. You side with the table of misogyny just to get rid of a different kind of woman. Uh, P.S. Um, To you dudes out there that use terms like female, Stop that shit. I've literally like, literally people have been saying that for like decades. Um, there are women who are not female. Wrap your mind around it. Take a moment. Wrap your mind all the way around it. There are women who are not female. Think about it. While you're thinking about that, we're gonna take our first hit. We're hitting from the sci-fi glass, Big Blue. (laughs) If you're a newcomer to the show, be an adult. I smoke weed. I smoke it live. I smoke it during conference calls. I smoke it during meetings. I smoke it during interviews. I smoke it during the show. Uh, If you hear lighters clicking, if you hear me coughing, um, I, I am lubricating the the wheel so that i can get this show on the road um i just i, I want to talk about the audacity of it i know that sometimes people believe that it's coming from this place of love it never is it 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 just it never really is um there's like unlike there there's compliments and then there's unwanted compliments and nine times out of ten a trans woman who identifies the way I do, I'm going to hear a lot of the unwanted ones. Like, what are you going to do about those shoulders? Um, Your hips aren't big enough. Uh, You gained a lot of weight really fast. What happened? Well, depression happened. Uh, Genetics and biomorphin gave me big shoulders. I was a professional wrestler. All professional wrestlers have big shoulders and necks because I, you typically have to when that's what you're landing on all the time. Hips, I mean, my sisters have big hips, my mom had big hips. I was biomorphed. I did squats and worked out with men to make sure (laughs) that my body would not develop that way. Um, for long periods of time. And as much as everyone thinks that HRT is a complete miracle, I didn't start transitioning until I was 33 years old, you know, fully hatched asshole. (laughs) Um, It's just, it's, this this episode is really triggering for me because like, and it's taken me like a whole week to like build up the courage to actually like talk about this because every time I speak about it, I'm transported back to those times where I had to deal with those kind of compliments. I spoke in a couple episodes ago about when I was sexually assaulted um, and attacked about almost five years ago now that like I was told by my my uncle's next door neighbor that maybe if I looked more traditionally female that it wouldn't have happened and I was like wait a minute what like so I'm being told that it happened because I'm trans and if I was more traditionally female which means a cis woman it wouldn't have happened I don't understand how that was supposed to be helpful or a compliment i don't understand why it needed to be said other than the fact that she also wanted to knock me down a peg so she's no different than the men who attacked me she just did it with words and that sat with me for a long time like it literally was one of the things that drove me into like agoraphobia i became an agoraphobic and once that happened i literally did not leave my house for three years other than work, I did not leave my house. I did not go out anywhere. Um, and this is the, the period in time where I decided that I was going to stop aiming for passability. And I no longer wanted to look a comparable to a cis woman because that's not one, not what I want. And two, when I was trying to do that, I was attacked. So it really doesn't matter what a trans person looks like. As long as you know, they're trans. Once you realize they're trans, literally like you're it's inside you. Like it's almost ingrained in all of us to like denigrate them to just be like, Oh, you're trans. You're no longer human to me. I get to score points on you. take shots at you. Everything that I say to you is going to be backhanded at some, you know, I'm still in my own family circles being misgendered. It's eight years later, guys. Like, you just don't care. You just don't care. So, I understand that, like, there's people who walk around here who are having a hard time with their mask. Like, they're so busy trying not to seem transphobic that they end up being transphobic. It's, it's just kind of tiresome. Uh, you really look like a cis person. Well, once again, I said otherworldly. That's my aim. Sometimes I want people to perceive me and have no clue what's going on no clue because it's not their business because your your gender doesn't have to be performed no one has to perform gender absolutely no one some days i don't want to be perceived at all it's hard enough that i have to wake up and perceive the body that i'm in i don't want people perceiving me so if i get up one day and i decide i'm not going to wear makeup or i'm not going to shave that's my fucking prerogative And I don't need your fucking a good sister, a good Judy 101, uh, how to be uh, past white cisgender of, of female standards. Because we're all being held to a beauty standard that we can't reach. And that's not just trans people, that's everybody. There's this ideal body for some reason, and I don't understand what happens once you achieve it. How much sacrifice did you have to make? How much of you do you have to give up to be that? See, in the midst of you trying to become the perfect ideal body, I'm just trying to be me. We already talked about you. We we could tell. (laughs) Another one. But you were so handsome as a man. You know how many times I've heard that? And when I identified as a man, I never heard that. Never. No one ever told me how handsome I was. Nobody ever walked up to me and gave me like advice on how to look or what to dress or how to wear, except for wrestling promoters, of course, because uh, someone's... Um, at the time, I was young in the business. Because somebody's giving you a hot dog, they get to tell you how long your hair can be. Uh, because someone's paying for the gas it took you to get there. They get to tell you how much weight you should lose or gain. They get to suggest things like steroids or um things that are not so sinister. A uh, difference in hair color, suggestions of what style of facial hair to grow. It's all to build the ideal body for whatever job or occupation or situation you're in. There's an ideal body for all of those, and some of those in in those communities who find. That they need to have that archetype. There has to be the perfect body. They used to call them in the wrestling world. They call them body guys. Uh, the and, and generally, like back when I started coming in, body guys couldn't wrestle. They just looked good. So I don't really, I don't really get. At the end of the day, as I'm walking through my day, I don't want to have to walk through the minefield that you call. <laughs> A compliment. Your compliments are microaggressive at their best. Nine times out of ten, uh, when you get them, like they're not coming from a genuine a genuine place. They're not sincere at all, and you don't think about the effects that they have on people. I was told by a friend the first time they saw me after I started my transition, we're not friends anymore, um, and this this will tell you why. Uh, they said that I'm never going to pass as a real woman. And if I am a woman, I'm the ugliest woman they've ever seen. And this was in like my high passability like stage. So at that point I was like, oh, I did all this work and I'm doing all this stuff to myself. I have to get up. It takes me an hour to get ready to go to work. It takes me like, two hours to get ready to go to work. And I show up to work and this person feels that they can just say this to me and no other woman. That's a, that's a, that statement was a statement that he made that he literally never spoke like that to any other woman in the building. It was only me. It was like always like critiques on like, oh, those shoes, your feet are too big for those style of women's shoes. Maybe you should try these. Like First off, I don't know a woman on the planet who wants shoe advice from a man who doesn't work in design. Like if you're not a shoe designer, shut the fuck up. Um, secondly, like, what is this, the 1940s? Like, I walk in, you're smoking a cigarette, drinking scotch, and you just get to tell me, like, more cleavage. Higher heels, your feet are too big. What do you want me to do, bind them? You know that, that energy is the same energy that started foot binding, right? Hmm. Perhaps, uh, worry about your dad bod and stay the fuck out of my business. Um this person is still on my friends list. This person does listen to the show, so I hope that you realize I'm talking about you. Um <clears throat> Nobody asked you, dude. First off, you were built like a walrus and I never said a thing to you. Um you have the personality of baking grease. And I never like called you out for it because there's a certain decorum in public when you deal with somebody that you really like you really don't pump with. And like, I could not like things about you and still treat you like a human being. But at the same time, I'm not walking around constantly critiquing you. And a lot of people feel the need to walk around and constantly critique trans people. Nobody wants to hear y'all fucking opinion or your bullshit compliments. Because y'all still believe you have the ability uh, to legislate people out of existence. You're terrible people. No matter how you feel about like my transness, um, I'm at the stage now in my life where I'm willing to call out these backhanded bullshit compliments because I'm not going to walk around with the hurt from it anymore. Sorry, I don't look like Marilyn Monroe, but Marilyn Monroe didn't look like Marilyn Monroe. P.S. We all transition every last human being on this planet transitions you just have this weird fetish for knowing how it's done when it comes to trans people you get up and you put your glasses on that's that's part of your identity which is also part of drag which was created by trans people corrective corrective dent uh, dentures and like um dental work and all that other stuff those are procedures that could be a like a trans procedure. Your jaw, your teeth. You have surgeries on your eyes. Nose jobs. But take all of that shit away. Take all that shit away. Let's take away those procedures. And let's take away... We all transition as human beings. Most of the time we all transition to adulthood. We, we try to aim for compassionate adults. A lot of y'all didn't get there yet. And it shows. No thank you on the compliments. I've talked long enough. So I've packed another bowl here. I'm gonna hit this thing and then we're gonna take it home. Oh this is for my <laughs> this is for my brother. I he told me to send him a shout out on the show. Um Denver Broncos. Let's ride. That's so goofy. That's so goofy. God deserves another one. So, hey, ladies. Because I generally get these compliments from ladies. Oh, do. Oh, before I even go there. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Stop calling me buddy. I'm not your buddy. I know you're having a hard time. I'm also not your sweetheart, hun, any of that shit. I don't need you to have your like brain conflict when you see like one woman, another woman, and me. And then you decided you're going to like gender all of us in that moment. All of a sudden you go from like knowing our names to like you have to make sure that everyone around us knows what gender we are. By, by your perception so chill with that buddy shit chill with that bro shit fuck you um and to uh what, go backtrack to what i was saying before to you ladies out there with your backhanded compliments nobody fucking asked you nine times out of ten you're giving these, these these compliments from a place of hurt if you want to hug just ask i've stayed too long so with that being said this has been Tranos in the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Kamraeen Eileen Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest, or I'll take you to Target and buy you jeans that are too small. This is Trenos in the Lived Experience, the show that just smoked weed live on Instagram at 42 years old.